You all right? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Good. What's happening? Well, I've just been doing some, uh, like some online lessons. So I've just been teaching. Oh, sorry, okay. I was a bit late. No, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. How are the lessons? How are you all doing? Uh, yeah, I'm barely awake. So if I fall asleep halfway through this, please <laughs> forgive me. Um, yes, you know, new baby, right? How's your baby? She's a beautiful. She's wonderful. Thank you very much. Her name is Hannah. Um, she's uh, she's sleeping when she wants and she's eating when she wants and she's basically doing whatever she wants when she wants. So, but she's wonderful. So, oh, uh, but congratulations! My, thank Fantastic. you very much. My, my wife had to have some surgery, so she um, she had a C-section. So, oh okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing a lot of heavy lifting, as you can imagine. So it's it's fun though. It's fun. It's a whole new game. So I can imagine. Game. Yeah. Well, well, I can't imagine yet, but <laughs> one day I'll be able to one day. Oh, it's, it's, it's everything they tell you is, I'll say that much, you know, okay. it's, it's absolutely everything that they tell you, but it, it's tiring, it's tiring, so. I can imagine, yeah, that I can imagine, yeah. not much sleep, so she doesn't sleep at night then? She, she sleeps whenever the hell she likes, it's, it's very much the game, you know, at half two this morning she did not want to go back to sleep, so. Okay. I, I did. But she, yeah. <laughs> but she did not, so, yeah, you just roll with it, don't you? You just roll with it, so. What's happening with you? All this COVID stuff means no gigs, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, no gigs. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was quite a sad state of affairs. We were actually on the road. I was Simple Minds. We were actually on tour in Europe. All was going well. We were, we were like two and a half weeks in. Right. And then we got flown home. Oh, uh, no. Uh, like, oh, no, you're going home tomorrow. Yeah. And the whole tour was meant to last two and a half months. Um, and it lasted, yeah, two and a half weeks. So it, 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 like it was quite gutting, you know, quite disappointing, but the date's been rescheduled now for next February, March. So it's just been postponed, basically. So, yeah. you know, and, and it's better to be safe, obviously, in the current climate and everything. So, yeah, so it's all good. But I'm just lucky I'm at home. I've got my, like, this is my studio. I've got a home studio in my back mm -hmm. garden. So I'm able to teach, <laughs> you know, record, and make music. And so I get... Yeah, I'm feeling quite lucky, really, to be honest. It's a pretty cool little setup you've got there, Shirley. I quite like it. I'm quite jealous. Thank like, you. Like... Well, yeah, this is... <laughs> Thanks. So, well, I've got... I'll try and turn it round a bit so you can see. But, yeah, I've got, um, a, like, a desk. Oh, my God, wow. wow. You've got a desk there. And yeah. yeah recording wow. setup and stuff. Yeah, like, it's just one room. It's not It's not actually that big a room. It's just one room. But, um, yeah, I've got to... Yeah, manage to squeeze it all in. Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. So, do you do a lot of remote work, then? Well, I do a bit, yeah, here and there. Yeah, in between tours, I do a bit. Um, I do that, and, and then I teach as well. So I do right. that, yeah. So I kind of do, yeah, many things as possible. As you know, as a musician, it's good to keep good to keep busy. Yeah, totally, it's kind yeah. of adapt or die at the moment, isn't it? For people, yeah, it is. it's really kind of find a way to, to keep it all ticking over if you can, yeah. you know. It's pretty scary, like someone, who was it? I think it might have actually been Paul, who was like, pretty much overnight, everyone's had to become an online business. Like... And it's just like, there you go. It's like, learn mm. how to swim. Go. Yeah. Like, by pushing you in the water, you know? Yeah, no, I do. I mean, like, like most of my students are usually, like, you know, like, in person. Mm -hmm. um, so I've had to then switch completely to online. So that, for me, was, was different. I mean, I'm, like, I had, like, three or four, like, online FaceTime students. But that was it. So now all my students are now online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, again, yeah, it's that whole switch and adapt. And Did everyone, did everyone come with you? Yeah, luckily yeah. they chose to stay, which is good. Um, and then I've got quite a few sort of new, like you know, 
like new students as well. Just oh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. promoting on social media and stuff. Yeah, yeah. quite a few new students. Yeah, so yeah, it's the mix really. But yeah, good, <laughs> good, good. So you've I've just I was you know reading a wee bit about the work you've done. You've done quite a bit in quite a short space of time. It's like yeah, I, I guess I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, you've played with some pretty big names right out the gate. You know, went from like was it Mika? Did you start with Mika after the Faders? Yeah, so um, I guess I did start very very young. Uh-huh. Sort of started my career yeah at a very young age. So I got signed um, to Universal in that band, the Faders, which was like an all girl group. Um, and that yeah, I was seventeen. Wow. Did the first year of A levels and then left school. No, there was an audition which I got um, and got the audition and yeah they're like I said no look they have to leave school it's a full-time <laughs> job I said okay that's fine by me <laughs> I'm dad, I'm leaving school. they were like okay well as long as you you know you're making money it's a job I said yeah no I'm gonna get paid which is a, a bonus <laughs> so uh, you know yeah so I left school at 17 I did the faders uh, that lasted like two and a half years um, we had like two tops, you know, two uh, singles in the top 20, one at mm-hmm. number 12, one at number 20, mm-hmm. um, which was really, yeah, which was an amazing experience at such a young age. Um, that's the first time I like, kind of traveled internationally. I'm, I, like our first single, I think tonight, was filmed in the same high school as Greece. Oh, wow. wow. Cool. Yeah, cool. same high school as Greece and the same, the same high school where Britney Spears filmed Hit the Baby One, one More Time. Wow. 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 Famous high school. Yeah, that's my first experience going to America. It was, yeah, it was mad. Um, so after the fade is finished, yeah, then I was looking for work um, and I got in touch with Mike Stevens. Um, do you know who he is, Mike Stevens? No, Have you heard of him? No. Yeah, he's a, like a musical director and right. he like uh, does Take That, Annie, Annie Lennox, okay. 10CC and bands like that. And he actually had a new artist called Mika, who yeah. he just put on his books. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then I got... I went for an interview with Mika, I was 19, and um, wow. and got the interview, got the... You know, got to kind of play drums with him, and this is before he was, you know, like, like he wasn't anybody at this point. He wasn't even, like, he just got signed mm-hmm. and hadn't released anything. Right. So yes, yeah, so I was nineteen when I kind of got the Mika gig, and then obviously, like, within that space of a year of, of of us kind of starting up, he was, you know, like a number one artist. Yeah, in the world. Grace Kelly came out and it went mental, eh? Yeah, exactly. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, he was all over everything for ye- yeah. for ages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was with him, kind of like in the rise of his career. Amazing. Yeah, really exciting, really exciting time. So yeah, I guess in that, yes, yeah, so I have started young. <laughs> That's to answer your question, yeah, very young. Was and then a... from then on, it's, oh, sorry. I was, all I was going to say was, was there a, a sort of quick learning curve at that age of things to navigate and things to stay away from, all the pitfalls of the, the industry and all that, you know, because I guess to be that young, away from home and earning a bit of cash. Yeah, it's pretty daunting, like... As a start, I would think. Yeah, no, uh, I'd say like it was, it, 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 <laughs> like it was really daunting. Um, but I was quite lucky because I've always been surrounded by sort of older musicians who have kind of mentored me, uh-huh. um, sort of through my life. Like in every band I've been in, I've always had like a few older brothers, essentially, uh-huh. or older sisters uh-huh. in, in, in the band. And with Mika, um, a lot of the band, like I was the youngest, so I was nineteen. The rest of them were like thirty-eight, in you know, thirties, forties. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so a lot of them sort of took me under their wing, and, and, and a lot of the bands were already sort of working session musicians. Right. So I was the only one in the band that wasn't. So I'd often say to them, you know, give me any, you know, how do I approach this? How do I talk to management? How do I, 
Yes, yeah. I kind of like went around asking for advice. I was very lucky that I was you know, surrounded by really nice people mm-hmm. that helped me sort of through. But yeah, it, like, it, it, like, it was definitely tough to navigate and also being the only girl in the band as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time there were no female, you know, well, there's maybe like one at the time that was kind of working, a female UK session drummer, a lady called Dawn Adams, who's a percussionist. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah, she's really cool. She was playing for the Pet Shop Boys at the time, I think. Um, and yeah, that, and then there was me, so there wasn't many females to talk to necessarily, but it, not that that mattered. But um, yeah, I just got advice, as I said, from my fellow musicians um, mm-hmm. who I looked up to, and that's how I kind of got through it, to be honest. <laughs> do, you think, do you think you were uh, breaking some boundaries down, being that young and female? I guess maybe looking at it now, maybe, maybe that yeah. was the case. But at the time I was just doing what I loved and happy to be earning money, as you say. Yeah, yeah. That's just good. out on the road. I wasn't really thinking about that. But now I look back at it, I guess being one of the first to kind of be doing that level of gig. Yeah. Consistently for those years. And I guess maybe I was, but it wasn't like an intention of mine. <laughs> you know, you know, like all of us, we just play because we love it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It should be the most normal thing and not necessarily something that has to be spoken about. But ah, it's just fascinating to me. You know, to me, be someone so young away from home, like, holy shit, uh, how do I, how do I navigate this, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, no, totally. Like, it was definitely tough. But as I said, if you've got good people around you, like a good support network, then, you you know, you'll always be all right, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's helped, obviously, because you've gone on to bigger gigs, you know, and some heritage gigs. Simple Minds and Brian Ferry are no slouches. Um, they've, they've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. How, was it, how did you find it in those environments comparative to something that was brand new like Mika? Um, yeah, it, it, well, it was very, very different to a gig like Mika. Um, I guess, again, I was the youngest, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing a theme here. <laughs> yeah, the theme here. I'm quite liking the theme. I'll take the yeah. theme for as long as I can have it. <laughs> as, you know, it's nice to be young. But no, I mean, so uh, when I was with Brian Ferry, I'm trying to think how old I was now, probably mid wait. <laughs> mid 20s maybe early 20s mm-hmm. um and yeah with him you know he was i guess he's like 60s um but with him like he's a very you know like he um he's a very good artist to work with because he's always pushing boundaries and he always he, like all the musicians that he works with you know brian ferry he wants you to bring your own personal stamp in he mm-hmm. wants you to be creative um you know play the main record parts but you know do your own thing with it so with him it, it was a different challenge but all the things I'd learned from Mika, like how to work with an artist as a drummer, mm-hmm. I sort of took that to Brian Ferry and it, and it applied. The same stuff applies. You're working yeah. with another human being, got to work out what they like, what they don't like, how to approach them, when to approach them. Huh. You know, like being like a psychologist, kind yeah, of, yeah, right. like a session drummer, basically. Just working people out and being able to also then get on with them. So all the skills I'd learned from Mika, when I went to Brian Ferry, it was, yeah, quite like, I was like, okay, I've done this before. Yeah, they're pretty transferable, yeah. Yeah, they're really transferable. You know, of course, you know, uh, Brian has a, you know, like had a much bigger catalogue <laughs> going from the 70s. So there was a lot more songs to learn. So that's when I had to, you know, you know that part of it was more challenging than, say, with Mika. Because Mika, we toured like two albums for about seven and a half years. Right. <laughs> Just wow. two albums. Right, okay. Yeah, that's how sort of, yeah, with Brian Ferry, I get there. It's like rehearsals. Okay, 50 songs, list. I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, and all the songs and not only that all the songs like well not all of them some of them are from the 70s some of them are like experimental and weird yeah. you know bar of three weird time signature there just like really odd so it's like to try and do all of that that was yeah one of the biggest challenges i think going from you know like a 
plotters like Mika to Brian or Simple Minds is, mm -hmm. is, the, is, is the amount of information that you've got to be able to, you know, to handle in your brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. handle, and handle it quickly, quickly as well, I'd imagine. Like, like, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So what I sort of learned to do um, with those guys was, um, you know, like learn to sort of chart songs and, and, and learn how I charted songs. So I had to mm. just basically, in rehearsals, I'd, I'd have my iPad with me with my charts on it. Mm -hmm. I had to have mm -hmm. charts, whereas in Mika, I never had to have charts. Mm -hmm. So charts are basically the way I got through it and still get through it with Simple Minds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got, I don't know, maybe about 100 songs. Right, wow. Where constantly, yeah, going from in between, yeah, just, it's, it's mental. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. Do these do these guys let you read on the stage? Well, when it comes to the stage, I put my charts away. Right. Okay. So that's my other <laughs> challenge. I kind of give myself. The guys yeah. wouldn't mind. <laughs> I don't think they'd really mind because I could technically put it, you know, just stand by my hi hat or something. Mm. But I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to be looking. I don't want to be playing a gig and then be looking yeah. at, you know, looking at a chart. So I try and make. Like, like usually like the set list normally is the same and we have a set number of songs for the set list mm -hmm. right so i try and make sure that i know those songs off by heart mm -hmm. but then in rehearsals we're dipping in between as i said it could be 100 songs well maybe not 100 maybe like 60 or 70 actually um we're dipping in between so then i'll use my chart mm -hmm. that makes mm -hmm. sense so yeah for the gig i try to never look at the chart basically right. that's, that's yeah. my own thing that i've set for myself I guess that means as well, without using the charts live, you get to enjoy it a bit more. You get to kind of experience it as opposed to just having your head buried in an iPad all night, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, want, I want the gig exactly to be able to, you know, enjoy it and be in the moment and actually look yeah. at people. Look at, And also, I've got to be aware, like, you know, Jim and Charlie and everyone in the band, you know, there's a lot of cues going on. So I've got to make sure that I'm actually looking at everybody for certain mm. sections things mm -hmm. are changing a lot with Simple Minds. They like to change the set around and change songs around a lot, arrangements around a lot. So there's a lot of eye contact needed. <laughs> so if I'm yeah. looking down, you know, I, I might miss something or they might miss something from me or whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> um, did you know a bunch of the music before going in? Because things like Don't You Forget About Me are kind of everywhere really, you know. They've been sort yeah. of a, around a long time. They're using films, that kind of thing. Well, to be honest with you, um, I only knew like the like the hits, right. so the singles. Yeah, Love mm -hmm. Kicking, Did You Forget mm -hmm. About Me, Promise You a Miracle, New Gold Dream. I knew like all their big hits, mm. um, but I didn't, like I wasn't really truly aware of their sort of earlier stuff, to be right. honest, because actually Simple Minds was like a bit before my time as in oh, yeah. terms of me being a teenager and growing up. Yeah. The 80s is, is sort of one decade behind me. I was a 90s kid, that's my... Right. That's the stuff that I grew up with. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <My> tears. <laughs> you know, that's my era, really. Yeah. Um, and early 2000s. So, so I did miss, I think I missed them, like, in a way. Um, but then, obviously, sort of, you know, joining the band, I've then delved into all their stuff, and it's, it's amazing. Their back catalogue is, in, is incredible. Yeah, you know, they're not the band that I thought they were. You know, you hear, this, like, you hear the singles, you think they're a certain thing. Then when you realise, you know, all their... The earlier stuff's really experimental, really avant-garde, yeah, the really bird. electronic, really synthy, like futuristic, like weird. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So yeah, I'm, got, I'm now a fan. <laughs> <laughs> How does that influence your gear choice? Ah, oh, <laughs> that's a good question. So that, like the songs that we're doing, um, you know, like like in the set, that is, and the songs we do in rehearsals, mm. that is telling me what gear to play. Right. So that is completely influencing my gear choice, like okay. 100%. And that's the only reason that I've chosen my gear. 
And if you see my gear, it's, uh, it's massive. It's yeah. huge. It's like a spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's loads of electronics because obviously, because I said that earlier stuff is, is actually quite electronic heavy. It's a lot of electronic drum loops and like, you know, drum samples. So I'm having to play the, you know, the samples from the albums. Right. But then obviously, you know, like you need the live kit, you need the live, you know, so I've made like a hybrid, hybrid setup, which is massive. Because, <laughs> you know, there's so many different textures and sounds, you know, that I wanted to, you know, to replicate. So, um, yeah, so yeah, so the answer is yes, it influences it 100%. That's the only way that I know how to pick, you know, what gear to play is right. for the music. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating, wow. So like, did you, because I know, um, just from doing a bit of research that you used to work in a music store, did that have any influence on what gear you chose to play in terms of brands or anything like that? Oh, that's a good question. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and actually, yeah, no, a hundred percent. So I used to work in Wembley drum centre uh, when I was 15. Right. Um, that's my like, you know, like um, work experience at school. They said, where do you want to work? And I was like, a drum shop, obviously. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds awesome. So yeah. me and my friend, my best one of my best friends, Emily Dolan Davies, who Ooh. is also turned out to be a session drummer as well. Yeah. We're like best buds and we sort of grew up playing the drums together. So we worked there together, making the cups of tea, first of all. <laughs> and then and then we said, Come It's on. harder than it looks. It's like it's really harder <laughs> it than is. it looks. It is, and that's where I learned to make a good cup of tea. Because the guys would get really annoyed if it was bad. Like, Come on, girls, man, what is this? Man. Like, oh, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good skill. Yeah, you know that. We do. Yeah. It's like <laughs> It gets sent back. My first day of drummers back. only, like my first day of drummers <laughs> only, was like my my. I got handed a drum and it was like, okay, take the head off this drum, and I was like, okay, is this like an initiation? And they were like, no, 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 no. Now make me a cup of tea. Yeah. Like, okay. Easy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a it's roast. Not, it's not. It's not. It's one of the best skills you can ever learn as a musician is how to make a Big good time. cup of tea. It's a whole thing. So yeah. So so I was doing that first, and then I said, guys, can we just work here? like on Saturdays, I said, yeah, sure. So we ended up actually working in the shop just on, you know, every weekend, it's like a weekend job, mm-hmm. like through school. And yeah, I, and actually that's the first time that I, that I saw a Tama drum kit, actually. Right. Um, I mean, the first kit, I like the first, like with the faders, the first kit I wanted was a DW. Because whenever in the shop you'd walk by, the, the DWs are the most expensive, yeah. the most extravagant looking and had the craziest finishes. And you're always like, oh yeah, well I can afford it. That's what I would get. <laughs> you always, that's a, you know, that was always in my head. Um, and then when the faders came along when I was 17, I was like, right. And, and they, and the record company said to me, okay, what kit do you want? Amazing. I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, just choose a kit and we'll, pay, and, and we'll buy it as part of the deal. I was like, literally given oh, the keys to the candy store. Oh man. I was like, amazing. <laughs> so, I, so I did go and buy a DW. I went and bought a DW drum kit. Um, which was amazing, got like an endorsement deal with them. They actually made me, actually made me the kit actually. Wow. Uh, they made me the kit, which was amazing. Wow. It was like red sparkle um, Classic. with gold hardware. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it looked like Christmas basically. It, <laughs> now looking back at it, it's quite ugly. It's quite an ugly do, choice. Do you still have it? <laughs> no, no, I actually sold it. I got rid of it. I was like, I can't, like, you know, when I was younger, I thought that was cool. Now I get older, I was like, actually, this is quite hideous. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, DW, was my first sort of thought of call but then but then i kept seeing a tama cherry fade tama birch mm-hmm. star classic mm-hmm. cherry fade and i thought that looks nice as well so i ended up saving up and my dad actually ended up um like i did my grades at school and and my dad said when i passed my grade eight drums actually this is before the faders sorry i've got this completely wrong 
my dad said, when I pass my grade eight drums, he'll buy me whatever drum kit I want. Wow. And I said, really? He said, yeah, when you pass your grade eight, yeah, if you do your grade eight, then I promise I'll do that. I said, okay. So I passed my grade eight when I was um, 16. And I said, remember that kit you said? Remember that? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, so past my grade eight, like, am I getting that kit? He was like, oh, my dad was like, oh, oh okay. Like, he couldn't go back on what he said. So he, you know, saved up and, yeah, got me this kit, which was a Tama, so classic birch. And that, and so, yeah, <laughs> short answer is, yes, yeah, sorry. Working in a drum shop has definitely influenced the kit that I chose because I was around drums all day. And that's how you kind mm. of pick, I guess, what you're going to go for. Uh, so you've got, yeah, you, like Adam says, you've kind of got the keys to the candy store and you get to hear it firsthand as well. So you're buying it, I guess, with the right, through the right um, thinking, you know. Yeah. So you're not buying it because it looks nice. Exactly, exactly. Can be, what, have you, I can't phrase this question right, but working in a drum store, I think is actually pretty good for people that become kind of touring musicians because they see absolutely both sides of it. Yeah. It was really interesting. That was the first time you came in the shop because you would just come in and it was always like a little problem you needed to solve. <laughs> I've got, I've got a mount, yeah. a jam block and I've got nowhere available to mount it. So please find me a solution to mount it. Um, uh, yeah that's usually the issue hence why i came into the shop i was just like i need a weird clamp yeah sorry. it clamps onto something i don't even know what it clamps onto yet yeah. but it needs to mount this thing can, <laughs> yeah can, uh, yeah can we clamp onto thin air is that doable? <laughs> literally but, and, and that's exactly it because yeah with simple minds as you've seen building that setup over yeah. time has taken me it's taken me about four years really yeah over it's, time it's got bigger and it's starting you know, acoustic right yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We started off acoustic, which wasn't that acoustic. So I still had drums. <laughs> I still had right. a drum kit, but I was standing up but playing drums. But then I had some percussion elements and I had electronics. So that was also a bit of a big setup. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But then the drum kit setup, I think, is bigger actually now. Right. The percussion one. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I, but, you know, but I agree with you. Like working in a drum shop, it does like it. it mm. You know, like it. Like it grounds you as well, like, you know, to actually what it's like to, you know, as I say, be on both sides um, and also get to know the gear properly. Like, you know, all this, you know, you get to learn, you know, you know, learn your instrument, you know, learn yeah. information about things and actually get knowledge about your instrument. Well, Adam, Adam will probably agree, but we get asked a lot about endorsements. So it probably sheds a wee bit more light on the actual reality of endorsements. Have you have having worked in somewhere like that? exactly yeah. and the cost of things yeah and, you know things you'd save up for things you know exactly the cost of things and and what things mean in relation to each other in terms of companies and yeah i, I, I think for me it's definitely was like a massive help yeah yeah absolutely i guess as well on the road if you ever go into if you're in the middle of nowhere and you say you go through a head you know if they maybe don't have the exact head you need what mm. head is closest or something like that or which stick is closest to what you would need you know just to at least get you through exactly but the guys that work in the shop they'll know yeah yeah, yeah they know their exactly. stuff and that's one of the things that is you know that you learn that you know that's that's a very important part of being a musician are music shops and mm. you realize how important and how you know invaluable you know the people are working there and the shop you know, it's, it's all part of the same thing. So I'm just happy that, as you say, I've had the experience and I, I get it, you know? It's like... Yeah, totally. It's not it's not the first time a brand has actually uh, shipped us gear for a drummer to pick up for the show. Yeah. 
because they might not have time to get, you know, they, they, they can't get it shipped to the venue or, it, you know, they were travelling for a, an extra day or something happened, so they end up sending it to a shop and a runner will come and get it or the drummer will come and get it, you know, that kind of thing. But although you guys have moved now, haven't you? We have, we have yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gutted. I was like, you were 10 minutes down the road. I think you're now 20 minutes, which is not too bad. I, I really ashamedly always forget the name of your tech. <laughs> yeah, he might, he might, yeah, I might have a word with you about it. But no, his name is Del, Del yeah, Boy. Yeah, that's right, okay. Or Derek, Del yeah. yeah Del he, Boy. He's been in. And he comes in, I'm like, I can never, I feel really rotten, I can never remember this guy's <laughs> name. I'll never forget the day, he's hilarious, he's a lovely fella. He just walked in and poured himself a coffee one day, just like, just... <laughs> yeah, just that's like, Del, totally would do that, yeah. Absolutely, like, alright, okay, fine in, big man, you know, no problem. <laughs> It's, it's never very a, Del, but it was, a character. Oh, it was hilarious, because the coffee, remember the coffee was at the front door? Yeah. He just walked in, grabbed the pot, poured himself one into the fridge, just walking about the shop like, hi lads. Like, hi mate. You okay? Great. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. He's such it, a brilliant tech as well. Is such it, a... I mean, they, those guys must be worth their weight in gold. Oh God. If you find a good tech in whatever you know instrument, mm-hmm. um, particularly drum techs, then yeah, you, yeah, you want to hold on to them like for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Dell is amazing. You know, every, you know, my kit is set up every day. Like, you know, everything's set up like to the millimeter. Really? Like, it's all, yeah, he's like, everything is spot on. Everything, like anything that breaks, he can fix anything. Right. Um, he can make solutions for anything. Like something goes wrong or so someone doesn't work. He'll like, yeah, he's just, he's just like, a, you know, like a real natural with drums and he's really mm-hmm. good at, you know, really good at tuning mm. um, drums. So I've learned, yeah, like I've learned a lot from Dell actually, mm-hmm. like how to tune drums. He's taught me a lot. Um, it's about about the instrument, you know. Like I'm not mm-hmm. like you know, like I rather play the drums. I don't, I'm not like the best in terms of technicality, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. In terms of drums, but I've learned a lot, you know, a lot from working with Dell, for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you find the, the adjustment between studio playing and live playing? Yeah. Um, well, I think like studio playing and live playing are very very different mm-hmm. um, in terms of how you approach it. And in terms of how you play, um, because for a live, um, you know, for a live gig, a live performance or rehearsal, like, you know, you've got to play actually quite loud. Mm. Well, for the gigs that I'm doing anyway, you know, there are gates on the toms. So, you know, like in order to get the toms to actually, you know, to actually, you know, sound, you know, gate to open, you've got to hit them quite hard. Right. So your approach is, and, and also how you, you know, like you might play things a little bit less, like live, like with live, less is more a lot of the time as well. So the whole approach is, it's different but in, in the studio you know you can hear like you know there's no gates it, it, you know your mics are open you can hear every little right tap or thing yeah. you do with the every drum. little nuance you yeah. can hear yeah you're really like under the microscope so therefore you might be playing a groove and just play like like i might use like these six like seven a's like really light sticks just play mm. really you know really really soft mm. you know mm-hmm. you know for a track whereas live you're so yeah. yeah there's quite a few differences yeah just how you approach your playing yeah. Yeah. And also how you sort of tune your drums, you might deaden them a lot more, a lot more gaffer tape would be needed. <laughs> um, you know, because studio, you know, they're like drier sounding drums for a lot of a lot of well, a lot of the time. Yeah. So things like that, yeah. It's a different way of thinking. But the more you do both, the more experience you get, the more you kind of learn these little things yeah. about, you know, what's needed, what's required for both both yes, uh, settings. Mm-hmm. Interesting world all that, because I've not uh, my um 
experience of the studio is very limited, you know, and it's always been in a band situation where the parts are super well rehearsed ahead of time, you know, so I've never really had the session thing where you're, do you have to come up with stuff on the spot or are you allowed to, um, are you allowed yeah, you got to... got like any freedom or anything like that to come up with your own arrangement or, or your own parts, I guess? Um, yeah. well, it, well, it just depends on the artist. Right. It depends on what the artist wants and what, and what the track is. Because sometimes you'll come in and they've given you the track like the night before and it'll have like a track with programmed drums in there, like fake, like electronic drums. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, okay, that's the kind of rough thing. You want to replace those drums with live drums. So you kind of get a gist of the part from that. Uh-huh. And I might come in and play roughly that, or they might want exactly that, or they might want, oh, no, 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 like do, you know, do that and then just do your own thing with it. You're like, okay. So it just depends on the, on the, you know, on the, on the artist and on the session. Like I did a session the other day, actually, um, for this. In fact, my first ever film score that, that I've ever done. Oh, cool. Um, wow. Yeah, a, a film score with, um, with quite a big composer called Lorne Balfe. Yeah, yeah. Scottish, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know that him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's, like, he was like um, Hans Zimmer's, I think, right-hand man. Yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's done a lot of big soundtracks, Mission Impossible. Like, yeah, that's the right. The session with him. And, uh, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, no pressure. But, but, and like, he sent me the tracks yeah. before, so I had the music, but no drums on it. Mm-hmm. So I had to make up my own drums to it. But then in the session, he then threw, just, you know, threw a few pieces at me. Brilliant. These are like orchestral pieces as well, which was really, <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, it was quite a, a head spin. Yeah. Um, and, and he wanted me to just make something up. So I'm just like, just go one, two, yeah, just, just play along. I was, I was like, amazing. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> but very scary. Um, so that can happen where you're just sort of thrown a track, even with Simple Minds, like we're actually in the middle of recording like a new album. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so we were, in fact, we were recording it like in Glasgow. Well, we did uh-huh. some in Glasgow and some in London, you know, Gorble Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we were recording some stuff in there, some tracks in there. Um, and, um, and like some of the tracks they'd given me before that I knew. And mm-hmm. then when we're in there, they're like, oh, actually, we've got another song. Um, you haven't heard it, but just play along. You know, this uh-huh. is the vibe. And, and, and the song had kind of programmed drums on it and they wanted uh-huh. to replace it. So, yeah, it, 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 it varies from session to session. But you just got to be just kind of open and, and just try and be confident with what you're doing, even if you're not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least seem confident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blag it. Just, yeah, yeah, it. just blag it. Um, I've just had a, a a notification to say this will end in ten minutes. So what we might have to do is is just reinvite you back on or something for the last ten minutes. So if it goes a bit weird, apologies about that. That's all right. That's okay. Um, yeah, just reinvite me. So will you just uh, yeah, just actually like let's see the invite on Zoom. Come- yeah, you should do. Yeah, all all going well, you should send it. Um, no, the past, the past. Or we've done it horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got a, a dream gig you would want to do? That's usually Adam's question, but I'm hoovering it. No, you, 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 you question sniped me. <laughs> you snuck in there. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I guess my dream gig really would be well, the gig I'm on. I mean, Simple Minds for me is you know is a dream gig. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's playing amazing songs touring the world and um and and uh, yeah and doing that for a living that is you know this is kind of my dream i guess yeah. but i mean in terms of music like me personally in terms of music i guess my dream gig in that sense would probably be you know playing in my own band or playing in a you know, playing in a project where i'm playing my own drum parts mm-hmm. you know, from scratch kind of thing yeah. um so yeah that would be yeah one of the things i'll be sort of 
yeah, looking to do, which I've done in the past, you know, I've always been in bands, like, right, yeah. my own parts. Mm-hmm. So being a session drummer, you know, like, was something different for me when I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, put that was your do, do you do any writing out with the drums? Do you play any other instruments? Yeah, um, I play the guitar right. as well. Um, but um, they're not sort of, like, like, I'm not very good at picking and things. I'm just good at, like, mm. strumming and chords. Mm-hmm. So I just use it in terms of, um, you know, writing. So, yeah. So I do write on the guitar and I like writing bass lines and I write obviously, you know, like drum grooves and yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm used to being sort of, and I've always been that way. I've, I've, I've always sort of been in bands and being like, you know, like a band member, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's always been my thing. So <clears throat> yeah, so I do write, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you see, do you teach a lot of kids? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I teach a fair, yeah, uh, yeah. Is, do you do you know or do you see if that kind of way of playing in bands is 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 missing from kids' lives these days? Did it, or is it still as popular? Oh, what do you mean? Sorry. So like when like coming up, I don't know if you if you were anything like I was. I played in bands from like the minute I started playing drums, really. Yeah. At school, but I don't know that that's as prevalent anymore for kids. Um. Well, I, I think it depends on the school that you go to. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, I talked to this girl the other day. In fact, she's, um, in fact, they live 20 minutes uh, south of Glasgow, actually. Oh, well. And she's she's 15. No, 14. She's 14. And she's been playing for seven years. And she is in all the bands at school. And she's got her own band. Right. That she's made with, with her mates. Amazing. Uh, you know, they're a band. They're recording songs. They're releasing stuff on Instagram. So she is in all the school, you know. Uh-huh. I think she was lucky, as she said to me, her school had lots of music going on. Right. Um, and same for me, I, I, I was the same as you in that um, as soon as I could play drums, I was playing for the school choir, assemblies, I was in a band. Yeah. Like I was already sort of doing that, but I was lucky because my school was very musical. Like it wasn't, a, like it wasn't actually that good a school in terms of like, <laughs> you know, a good school, like, yeah. you know, like league tables and stuff like that. It wasn't very high, <laughs> right. um, but it had a really good music department and arts department. Right. So that was pushed a lot of my school. So that's, you know, like it was around me to mm-hmm. be involved in. Just so I think it just depends, really, what kind of school that you. Completely normal, because I, I yeah. you know, we talk to we get a lot of kids to the shop, eh, Adam, and and most of them are just sort of playing away in their bedroom. They, it's not even something that's considered. I don't think straight away. Yeah. So like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like a lot of them, I think. For a lot of them, I think the concept of a gig terrifies them. And it's like really, yeah. like that's. Like, really, that's, like that's, that's the most. For. That's that's yeah, what it's all for. Like that's the most exciting yeah. part. It's crazy. Exactly. Exactly to play with other people. That's that's the reason you're doing this, so you can actually play with other humans <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly and, and the idea of going to like asking a random kid at their school if they play guitar is just not there yeah i do know what you mean i do mean but i think the ones that that really want to do that will find it and will do yeah. it do you know what i mean like you were always going to be in band you were always going to look for it if it wasn't there i think yeah maybe but maybe i think yeah i think it depends on the on the kid but i know what you mean it, it's maybe not as prevalent as it was when yeah. we were growing up perhaps yeah, because yeah, you know we didn't have the internet, we didn't have play-alongs the way everybody does now. You know, Rhythm Magazine yeah. sending CDs every month and all that. Um, so we had, if you wanted to do it, you kind of had to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very that's strange. True. Do you still take any of the lessons you learn from playing in those situations at school on the road with you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think I've just learned over. I think the best, like <clears throat> best lesson was obviously playing with other people mm-hmm. at a young age. You learn how to play with the guitarist. You learn how to 
you know, uh, communicate with mm -hmm. other musicians. Mm -hmm. So I guess I guess I was doing that at a young age by being in bands, by being in the school mm -hmm. choir, mm -hmm. by you know, like sometimes you're playing oh no you need to be you know quieter you're too loud you can't be a singer or, and you're like okay and that stuff never changes yeah. the stuff the interaction yeah. between yeah. musicians yeah is actually always the yeah. same really apart yeah. from that you're just older <laughs> you're just meant to be an adult <laughs> so but the whole way that it works four people in a room and you've got to make a noise yeah. together yeah that hasn't changed so i guess in that way yeah i, I guess yeah every, everything i'd learned as as a kid in bands is the yeah. same for me yeah. How did you start, start playing drums, Shanice? Um, I started playing drums at school. So, uh, um, so when I joined uh, secondary school, when mm -hmm. I was 11, I started playing drums at school. Like I heard there was a drum club that had mm. started mm -hmm. every Thursday lunchtime. And I was like, oh, a drum club. That sounds cool. Because basically when I, was, when I was five, my uncle did actually buy me like a toy right. drum kit. Right. Oh, oh cool. Mickey, yeah, a little pink Mickey Mouse one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember playing on it a lot. I must have been terrible. I remember playing on it and, and it disappearing one day. I said, Mum, where's the, where's the kit? Oh, oh, your dad, oh, no. Your dad stepped on it. It, 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 it. It's broken. I was like, what do you mean? He said, it's in the cupboard. So it's in the cupboard. So yeah, it's broken. I said, oh, my God. So that was it. They, they took the kit away, right? And then it comes to 11. I'm like, I see a drum kit. And I was like, oh. Oh, and I heard the drum club. I said, I remember oh, this. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. And it, uh, yeah, so I was just naturally drawn to, you know, naturally drawn to it. And I'm, I, I still remember, it's, it's so weird. I remember the first time I ever set out a drum kit and we played like a very basic, you know, very basic beat. It was like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that beat. And um, I remember just thinking, just feeling, well, not thinking, feeling like I was so yeah, at home. Yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah. the happiest I'd ever felt in my life. Like, like, like I was so happy. I was just, I, I don't know, I was just happy. And I knew in that one moment, I did, I think it was a film. You know, that was the film. I did that once and I just went, like, that's yeah. it. A, a light bulb went off. Yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm going to be a drummer. For the rest of my life, I'm a drummer. I'm yeah. going to be a drummer. Yeah. This is my thing. I felt, you know, really at home. And the, and the weirdest thing was that day I stayed behind just to like look at the drums more and just, I don't know what, I was just loitering, I was just yeah. staying behind to like <laughs> hit them. And the same day, another girl stayed behind. Uh, Emily, Dylan and Davies. Uh, oh. Yeah, and I looked over and I said, I said, what's your name? I said, Emily. And it turned out that we were in the same class and there was eight classes in a year. So we were in the same class. I was like, you're in my class. And then we started talking and she loved it too. And we both fell in love with drums on exactly Brilliant. the same day. Brilliant. And, and I said to her, I said, right, do you want to meet tomorrow? Tomorrow? We asked the teacher, can we come in tomorrow and, 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 and practice? They said, yeah. And then I remember saying, sir, what's this? What's this thing? What's this called? What's it for? No, like, that's a hi-hat. I was like, a hi-hat? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> just thought it was the weirdest thing. And they had a pedal. I was like, oh my God, blowing my mind. And, um, and yeah, the next day, so me and Emily basically started practicing together. So we used to come into school at seven wow. every morning. Wow. wow. Yeah, come in school. I mean, the deputy head of the school gave us the keys to the school. They said, girls, what? come in. Yeah, they said, you're coming in before the teachers. That's amazing. So That's amazing. let yourselves in. They said, all right, thanks. Yeah, thanks, miss. Took the keys. <laughs> come in. Set get us all a cup of tea. Get us yeah. all sorted. <laughs> get in. Let ourselves in. Yeah, sit down. And then, um, yeah, we practiced for an hour and a half hour, like before school started. Then we practiced at break time for 20 minutes. And we'd, and we'd always have two kits set up. And we just be practicing learning mm -hmm. stuff together mm -hmm. and then we would play after school no sorry lunchtime for an hour you know get our lunch bring it up and then play after school for how many wow. hours as we could until wow. the teachers would say 
girls, can you just go home? Don't you like have a life? Seriously, don't you have homework? You have families. Yeah, come on. I was saying, what age did you start playing? I was about 13. Okay. And I'm, I'm 38, so long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you but look younger. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was weirdly, um, weirdly normal for me to have drums at home because my old man was a drummer. Oh, right. Was he? Okay. Yeah, so we had drums in the house for years oh. and years, you know. So, it, what kind it, of stuff did he play? Was he in bands? Yeah, he was like a working drummer. Yeah, he just oh, like right. working man's clubs and, and that kind of thing, you know. So, um, oh. it, like drums drums coming sort of over the door at two o'clock in the morning was absolutely normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, that was... That was the case, and but he tried to get me to play for years, and it just it never took. And then, like you, I was at school, first day of school, yeah. sat down and played, and was like, "What's this?" <laughs> no one told me it was this good, uh, yeah, and, exactly. and that was that. And I started playing with people like the next day because I found a guitarist oh, and a bass player, and we just started. Really? Yeah, we just started playing That's stuff. Impressive. Yeah, we just like. And we would take like I was I was born in eighty one, so by the time I was at high school, grunge was massive. Yeah. So we were just taking all those those grunge tunes and trying to play them and trying to write our own things. And I played for the school orchestra, but I, I didn't read. So okay. I would yeah. I would be like making up parts to the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> no, like, I, I have this really really weird and vivid memory of being handed the Jurassic Park score and the time I never really thought much about what the main title theme was so I thought oh this is going to be great it's going to be dead rocking and it's just like really lush beautiful John Williams thing and I'm like playing a half time groove behind it you know so that's good that's it, good it taught me how to improvise it taught me how to how to jam if you like you know to just yeah. sit down and play um, yeah exactly so just yeah express, just yeah playing. exactly I mean, and, I mean, Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park what, what an intro. I'm just like, what the, what the hell am I doing with like a ride symbol and like, you know, like this, <laughs> this drum kit is just so out of place on this song. But I was like 13, not caring. No, I'll just play. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. play. <laughs> you know? right. That's the thing, at that age, you don't really care, do you? you no, know, not at all. Just, just play for fun. But yeah, what? no, like, um, did yeah, you sorry, do the, on, sorry. Did you do the whole thing of playing along the records? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, that's the first thing I did when I, you know, yeah. were playing. I'd always put on music uh -huh. and, um, yeah, put on sort of my dad's music and mum's music that was just in the house anyway. Uh -huh. um, and, yeah, so, I, yeah, I did a lot of playing along to records. Um, yeah, learned a lot by doing that. You know, obviously that's, you know, you're playing some of the greatest parts of all time. Some of the greatest absolutely. Of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, learning the stuff is, yeah. So, yeah, no, I was, yeah, yeah. I've always played to records. Did you have a favourite? Did you have a favourite? Oh sorry. Did oh sorry. You Did you have a favourite that you like to play, you like to play along to? Um. Oh god. Oh god. Well, I liked anything by Jimi Hendrix. Mm. Nice. Like, nice. I love. Yeah. I love playing. You know, um, Fire. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really like kind of almost like drum and bassy kind of beat. Yeah, absolutely. Max you know? Mitchell was so, a legend. Yeah, no, I loved his playing. So it was so like bouncy and skippy yeah. and like kind of frantic and like yeah. So yeah. I love playing. To, yeah, a lot of Hendrix was was yeah jammed too. Amazing. I'm probably playing it all wrong. That's the fun. <laughs> when you're a kid, you think you're doing it right. It probably was really wrong, but yeah. I didn't care. <laughs> no, yeah, that's just it, isn't it? It's just that's the joy of it, playing for the joy. It's funny. I think the way you learn when you're a kid 
kind of translates to how you play when you're older. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing, exactly. Yeah. We, when I played yeah. with a band for the longest time, for the longest time I played music without a singer. So it was just like guitar, bass, and drums, and we didn't, we couldn't find anyone to sing, and we would just play. So you would learn form and how to play a song without a vocalist, or playing in the orchestra. There's no singers, so you're kind of allowed to do what you want. Yeah. Uh, so it took me ages to get wrap my head around like when you have a singer, they're kind of the person that should be the focal point, not the drummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so just kind yeah. of back off a little and just behave. Took me ages to work that out, man. Get your drums to the back of the stage, boy. <laughs> Get out. Totally. No, just I like... think, yeah, that's one of the biggest lessons for all drummers. Oh, and... man, I would just stomp all yeah. over everyone. I don't care. Like, just like as loud as you like. And yeah. I said, Did I play a fella in here? I... No, just... Yeah, that's the biggest thing is to not play on oh, the vocal and man. leave space. That's one yeah. of the things that I've, I've learned. It's taken me a long time, 10 years maybe, to, yeah. to really get in tune and you know like you know music i've been playing you know pop rock music uh, yeah. alternative you know yeah that stuff is yeah you know the vocals are the main thing in every band i've been in the vocals are the main thing absolutely so yeah so yeah i, I remember my, my drum teacher eventually he would put on billy jean and he would make me play it and if i did anything like play an extra bass drum note or open the hi-hat it would stop me and he would put the song right back to the beginning so i could get <laughs> like i could be on the last line and i like open the hi-hat nope stop back to the beginning and he would just he would just beat he just try to beat it out of me he's like get fantastic yeah it's just like just learn to do that it's one of the hardest things man one of the hardest (laughs) yeah exactly to have got that control Ah. and don't move as well five minutes just be solid no 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 i'll start hitting them with drumsticks yeah totally start attacking them yeah we make a cup of tea and just nope Back to the beginning. No, no again, okay. again. Too much milk. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would get like four bars in and open the hi hat. Like, nope, stop, oh, stop. Okay. Like, Jesus, that's, man, that's is... a great thing. I am going to do that, by the way. You're yeah, going to see it's... comments. Sharice <laughs> has forced me to play Billy Jean. You'll see it on my arm. It'll become, it'll become a thing. Like, oh, no. like, yeah, oh, no. it will. <laughs> um, what oh. kind of stuff do you teach them? That's a good that's a good question yeah so basically i mean i teach them i mean it depends what level they are so mm-hmm. i have all different range of students from you know from beginners uh, to advanced right um um and i mean you know for beginners it's just teaching them the, you know the foundations of drumming mm-hmm. you know um you know the basic kind of grooves with fills mm-hmm. and and you know learning to alternate them mm-hmm. be able to go between you know transition between them easily root you know rudiments mm-hmm. um i do like grades with some kids um or um, and then, yeah, the more intermediate and advanced, it's, yeah, again, it's rudiments, playing to songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, each student, you know, like, is different and wants to do something different, you know. So, like, I've, I've got a few students who want to be session players. Oh, cool. Um, that say have gone to, like, ACM or BIM, mm-hmm. and they want to, do you know, be a pop session drummer. Yeah. So, like, what do I need to know? I'm like, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's two things, timing right. and feel. Right. Yeah. Those right. are the t- two key things. So, but, yeah, so that's what late. I teach for... Oh, I'll say again. Don't be late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Please don't be late. Yeah. yeah. Don't think be early. Yeah, exactly. All those things. Um, so yeah, yeah, it just varies from student to student. But I'll, mm-hmm. I was going to say that I am taking on, you know, new students. So if, 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 if people are interested, you can message me oh, yeah, cool. lessons at charisosay.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you want to yeah, we'll, we'll drop me a line. Yeah, we'll put that yeah, we'll in the show notes. Yeah. Definitely. You should That'd do be it. cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate um, it. <laughs> all the support. 
if you want, if you've got five minutes at some point, we're doing sort of guest spot lessons on Instagram for people. Okay. So we've had like a couple of local people, but guys that used to teach with us that do the odd lesson for people. So, um, and it just it helps throw people their way as well. You know, just anything to to help everyone. You know, our way of giving yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, let me know. Yeah. Let me know, and I'll uh, happily do a little a little lesson of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Nice it's becoming. Uh, that on like the online thing's becoming so po- like we said at the top is becoming so popular for all that you know it's great yeah it's no. great. the the community the drum community is kind of great like that eh There's, it's not like any other instrument yeah no the drums is like there's such a community particularly in the UK yeah you know like um so growing up me and Emily um we'd always go to all the London drum shows yeah yeah like every year and mm-hmm. like it started I think it started in the was it the, at the Excel Centre that's uh, yeah you're right absolutely it did did it it was, yeah. it was there mm-hmm. um it was called it was Drummer Live first yeah exactly Drummer Live that's it so yeah me and Emily used to always go to all the shows and uh-huh. we just found that we became friends with loads of sort of top, you know, like top UK drummers. Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think I was 15 or 16 when I met Jeff Dugmore. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Hello, okay. Scott. Yeah, so I made yeah. friends with him and, and I'd always say, you know, Jeff, like, how do you become a, you know, how do you become like, like, like a professional drummer? How do I do it? Mm-hmm. He'd be like, well, this is how I did it and this is what you should do. And, and everybody was really, you know, really friendly and really open to giving advice and really mm-hmm. supportive. And so yeah. over the years, I'd be, I would, I mean, Emily became sort of part of the, you know, drumming community and everyone is, is as I said really supportive you know what you're up to and, and it's funny like when I was going to the shows when I was doing Mika and Brian oh. Ferry a lot of the kids would come up to me oh, wow. and say oh look I want to be a, a, a <laughs> I want to be a drummer you know what do I do and I'd always be like oh oh this is weird it's like you know <laughs> I was a bit older and one of them was uh, Ginger Hamilton he's come up to me he was 15 he, had, he was quite he was quite geeky he had glasses his name was Jonathan by the way he wasn't yeah, Jonathan. Yeah. and he'd go he goes Charisse and if we get he goes Charisse like I want to do what you're doing like you're playing with Mika you're touring the world you're yeah. I'm like how do I do it I was like Ginger like oh sorry Jonathan just just keep playing man keep gigging like just keep keep doing your thing get better you know like he's and that age he was a really good drummer as well yeah he's amazing I remember thinking he's gonna do something like he'll do well you know yeah. and obviously now he's one of the one of the top session drummers in the country, it, Sam Smith. Yeah, I was going to say it's Sam Smith. He's out with, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So, yeah, but, it, but, but you know, so all drummers in the UK, we all know each other. Yeah, and absolutely. We've all grown up, like you know. Yeah. So I, I, I think we're very, very lucky. But I don't know why it's, you know, guitarists don't have it, bass players no. don't have it, no, singers definitely don't have it. No, keyboard players. <laughs> oh, definitely not. You know, uh, so I think we're just really lucky, really, to have, to have yeah, such a great... We've got, we've got nowhere to hide, have we? We're up the back making all the noise, so, like, everybody can see what we're doing, so... I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. I know the drum shops make good coffee, so everybody comes to this, the drum store and talks about bearing edges and... Oh, God, stick tips degrees and... of... Oh, amazing. amazing. Awesome. Do you have any other questions? Anything else you want to get in? Uh, Adam, do you? I'm all good, I think. I think I'm all good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's been pretty insightful, man. Um, I I know it's a bit all sort of mental with what's going on, but apart from that, what's next for you? Well, next will be, well, going, I mean, this year was supposed to be that we were out for a year with Simple Minds. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a whole year, well, we have a whole year of touring Mm -hmm. schedule, you know, booked and planned. Uh-huh. So for the summer, it's, it's supposed to be summer festivals right. um, through Europe and then America possibly and maybe Australia and New Zealand. So 
um, I think next we have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, so if sure. the, you know, like if, mm. if everything gets better, then I'll be going back out on the road with them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're still making this new album. Oh, good. So I might be doing some remote recording from here, uh-huh. um, from my studio, uh, you know, for demos and ideas and stuff. Um, but we're going to be finishing that this year, and and yeah, and and and, and touring. You know, if 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 we're allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And if not, then I'll be, you know, I'll be at home doing my, you know, at home doing my thing, yeah. <laughs> teaching and um, and you know, making new music. I've, I'm involved in quite a few different projects as well that um, that are making music as well, and I do um, a bit of like remote recording as well. People send me their tracks and brilliant. play on it. So I, I, I keep busy. Good, you know? good. So, what, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Basically, it's uncertain. Yeah, sure. For the social team, find you? where can people find yeah. you online? So, um, people can find me on all my um, social media pages. So mm-hmm. on Instagram at Sharice Drums, on Twitter at Sharice Drums, mm-hmm. and Facebook Sharice Osei. I've got a page. Um, I've got a website as well, which will be going live in the next sort of couple of weeks, which is okay. um, com. Okay. Um, so, yeah, people can find me on there. I, I keep them updated, and I'm you know constantly you know posting and stuff. So yeah, you keep updated with you know what I'm up to. Great. Yeah, well, well... It's exciting. Yeah, we'll be sure to link all that stuff. We'll link it into the show notes so that people can find you and all that, you know. So. Oh, okay. What I'll do is I'll what I'll do then I'll like I'll send you like a list of my links maybe. Yeah, if great. That's right. That'd be Definitely. fantastic. And, and if you've if you've got any bio stuff you want, you know any any blurb on the gigs you've done and all that, we can add all that in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I have got a bio. Great. Like, yeah. Fine. Yeah. Send you that. Should I send yeah. you that? Absolutely perfect. perfect. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Well, thank awesome. you very much. What are you guys time. up to then? So, uh, that's okay. What are you guys up to now? Then, so are you are you just at home then? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. We're um, yeah. Just we're still active. The shop's still active online. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mister Adam has. He's our social media manager. So you can imagine he's pretty busy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Creating the content and all that. And I'm just I'm just currently being a daddy. That's me for the next till the shop opens. I guess you know. Okay. Gosh, so, well, good luck. The all all the gigs have just gone, you know. I know. Yeah, oh. it's 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 a tough time, man. It's a tough yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's a weird it's, thing. That, you're on stage, it's going well, and then you're at home in your slippers. Yeah, like, pretty much, oh. man. Yeah. <laughs> the wedding band industry is a kind of house of cards, you know. So it's a bit of a shame. Exactly, but I mean, is, it, it will be back, won't it? Yeah. it will oh, of course it will. Of course yeah. it will. Yeah, yeah. At some point. yeah. That's the point of positive. Yeah. Personally, for me, I'm quite sad. I just got my new. <laughs> no, no. All the gigs have gone. No. I know. Oh, what kit so, did you get? Oh, I got a sonar kit. I got a sonar SQ one. So yeah. it's um yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what colour um, is it? It's black. I have got what right, this was not set up intentionally at all, but I do genuinely have one of the drums here. So two yeah. seconds. Ah, yes. Ah. This is proper sonar, a, a nice, nice drum. Proper proper nerd alert. <laughs> oh, it is. Black. oh that's lovely it's lovely yeah, yeah, it's really lovely. Nice. Lovely. It's yeah lovely. I like that yeah that finish is wicked it's beautiful. yeah it's gorgeous so, that's lovely so. okay I can see why you're happy yeah. <laughs> it's currently it, can... over there in cases so I'm like oh, oh. sad face oh, sad face what can you do well I can imagine you've got more to teach and stuff and I, I better go ch- check on my oh, baby I... and... yeah well I've actually got a live Instagram live with Mike Dolby oh amazing oh nice great yeah, okay. I should have actually mentioned that I still have lessons. Actually, I should have said that in the interview, but no, never mind. Yeah. I still have lessons with uh, with him. Oh, cool. Oh, great. Yeah, great. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's been my drum teacher like, since I was fifteen. Oh wow, wow! wow. I, was, I haven't seen Mike for ages, man. I haven't seen him for ages. Oh, do you know yeah. Mike? 
Yeah, yeah, we all know because we've done a bunch of clinics oh, with Mike and stuff. stuff so. Oh, cool. Yeah, we all we, we we know Mike well, so haven't seen it for a while. So. Oh, well, I'll say hi. So yeah, I'm, please, I'm, yeah, please, it's please. six o'clock. I've got a, a right. thing with him, a live thing with him. So. Great. Cool. Well, right, awesome. guys, thank you very much. Thank no, you, guys. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, great to see you. And um, next time you're in Glasgow, feel free to stop by for a cup of tea. I will do. I'm sorry I didn't come before. No, no. Were uh, we'll, we'll, talk, come. we'll talk about you when you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> no. Sorry, Sharice is making the tea. <laughs> okay, I'll make, I should make you tea, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you take All care right, of yourself, Sharice. Okay. And you... we'll catch up soon. Yes, catch up soon, you guys. Cheers, Cheers. man. Bye. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.